Hey, my friend, welcome to the Growth Vault Podcast. Josh here. I'm going to be super, super fast. Now, before I sunset this podcast and reveal all of the epicness that I have waiting for you, because I'm not going anywhere, I'm doubling, tripling, and quadrupling down. It's Joshua 2.0 coming at you. Uh, what I'm going to do is give you a gift. This is a gift to the world. Are you ready? It's called recession marketing. Uh, if you've been living under a rock, maybe you didn't hear that I've been doing trainings for a month inside of a Facebook group. It's free. Just look for recession marketing. However, the content's going to be pulled out of that group here very shortly. Now, as a gift to the podcast listeners, I'm going to publish the audio of all these trainings back to back to back to back. It's going to give you hours of juiciness, all kinds of things that will make you literally make you money uh, for real. So I haven't done something like this before. I hope you love it. Just remember this. In the show notes for this episode and all the episodes I'm going to publish, there's a link where you can actually watch the videos of this. Some of the content won't make as much sense because it's a video training and I show examples sometimes and I have doodles and things like that. So if you're confused on one, just click the link in the description. You can watch the video version of it. And also, don't forget to go to Watch Josh Pitch. Dot com. It'll make sense when you listen to some of these trainings where I'm going to break down how I put together a sales pitch for a program that's going to make a million dollars virtually instantly. So it'll all make sense as you after you go through all this content. Uh, listen to it while you can. You're not going to regret it. It's a big deal. Love you. Let's get started. What is going on, my friend? Josh is back. You know, I got to be honest, I'm going to level with you right off the bat. I was not going to record this tonight. It took me all day just to prepare my thoughts and my notes for this particular video. And I still feel like I have some hesitations and, and, and stuff, but I'm going to make it anyway because I made a commitment to do the videos on Monday night. Now, there's two other videos for this week, week two, talking about videos. This one's also indirectly talking about a video. It's It's epic. Okay, what we're going to go through is literally epic. However, here's the risk, okay? And I want to give you an out. I want to clarify up front why a lot of you might not even want to watch this, okay? Here's the thing. This is really advanced. It goes into all kinds of things that most people are not going to understand. There's a strong possibility it'll create more questions than answers, okay? But there's still a, a reason I want to do it. It's because there's a portion of you that are ready for this level of information. So I'm taking a risk. My intention is not to overwhelm you and talk abstractly and make it all weird or anything, but I feel like the home service industry, and I know not everybody in here is from that, but I feel like that industry is ready. A portion of it's ready for more advanced stuff. And so we're going to put on our big boy pants <laughs> and talk about it because this is reality. This is the behind the curtain type of stuff. Not like it's some evil agenda. It's just, it takes years to master the stuff that we're going to talk about. And I just want to qualify that. So here's the thing. If, you're, if your core business is totally broken and you're living in chaos, this might not resonate with you at all. So don't feel bad like clicking off of it. But who this is for is for someone that wants to understand the template, the structure, the framework of how to sell anything at a really high level. You know, sales is not manipulation, it's persuasion. And here's the difference. Persuasion is when you use all of your efforts, abilities, skills, and to tool sets and everything to help another person make a decision that's in their own best interest. Manipulation is when you do the same thing, except it's only in your own best interest, right? So if you're an unethical person and you use these powers for evil, like those people still will want to watch this and then they'll go like defraud people, right? 
But this is the reality of how high-level sales works. You know, most people, most buyers, they, they're their own worst enemy and they won't take action on stuff because of all kinds of psychological things in their head. And this is why people stay stuck. And so in a way, you could argue that people that study this stuff at a high level, if they're a good person, if they have a real solution, if they're really delivering the goods and they are qualified to do whatever it is, I don't care if it's a weight loss trainer or if you're selling a software or if it's a business make more money thing, it doesn't matter what it is, or if you're cleaning a house. If you really are good at what you do, you know that you're good, you know that you're better. I think it's your moral obligation to lean into this stuff so you can improve because it actually is an act of love to your customers, which might sound cheesy. It might sound weird. Maybe you never thought of it that way, but that's what it is. That's what I literally believe in the private conversations I have with my friends, the people that are playing at this level. This is what we talk about. Like our heart breaks for the person we're trying to serve. It didn't always, I would sell stuff to people I didn't like for a long time while I was learning these things. But specifically with like recession marketing and the Workland Insiders and this this whole thing with the watch Josh pitch, like my heart is so on fire for for the people that it's for, which I know it's not for everybody, but for the people that it's for, I have never been more excited in my life to share this level of information. Okay, did I set the table? Okay, I'm going to stop rambling. Here's the deal. Watchjoshpitch.com is this weird new thing I'm experimenting with where instead of playing marketer games and saying, hey, come watch my training. It's like, look, I'm gonna make you a sales pitch, but I'm gonna teach you what I'm doing, why it works, and how you can do the same thing regardless of what business you're in. Now, yes, I want you to buy it if you're a good fit. If you're not a good fit, don't buy it, right? If you're stressing out and you can't sleep, and you're gonna throw up, just forget it. But you can still take this training and apply it, okay? There's gonna be nuggets in here that are so big. I've paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to learn this stuff over so long you can't imagine. One thing I don't tell people a lot is that I'm an obsessive learner. Now I'm also an implementer, right? I've built lots of companies, but I am obsessed, okay? I don't think people understand the level at which I learn. So people think because they watch a Facebook video, they're learning. No, when I read a book, when I get to the end of the book, I stop, I go back to the beginning and I read it again. And I take handwritten notes while I read the book. I circle, I stop. If I don't understand something, I won't keep reading the book. I will go deep on the thing to understand and have mastery of that thing before I continue reading the book. I don't say that because I'm really cool. I just, I might be on the spectrum. I don't know. I'm just saying that I am obsessed, which is why I know so much stuff about this. Okay. And anyway, so here's the thing, seven figures in four weeks. So the offer that's made on this, and I'm going to, I'm going to get into the details of my script, what I say. Okay. All that's down here. Okay. Get ready. Get ready. I think literally the PDF of the notes I'm going to share is worth hundreds of thousands of dollars in, in the future. I'll, I, <laughs> I have a plan on how I can do that. Oh, I'm so nervous. Okay, here we go. Seven figures in four weeks. So how would someone like me create a million dollar business from scratch in a matter of weeks? So I'm going to, I'm going to show you. Okay. The offer that's made at watchjoshpitch.com. And if you haven't watched it yet, you might want to stop this, watch it, then watch this and your head will explode and say, oh my gosh. That makes so much sense. I you, you don't see it the same way after you learn what I'm about to teach you, okay? Here, here's the deal. My core competency and passion, other than being a coach that provides clarity, which is at the top of the list, my, my passion is marketing. I love it. I love it. I love the nuance of it. I help people make a lot of money with it. So when I created this offer, I kind of made it for myself. 
So I was careful to make sure that it had all the elements that were required to get a big result for someone, but I was also very careful to make sure that I was selling something I was excited to show up for. Because in the past, I would sell something that I wasn't excited to show up for because it was about money. And when it's only about money or you're trying to get money, it ruins it. It breaks it. doesn't mean that these principles won't work. If you just need to get money, everything I'm going to share will still make you money. But you wind up building the wrong type of business, serving the wrong type of people. Okay. So for me personally, with my five kids and my wife and all the stuff we went through and been bankrupt and all this stuff, we're in a position right now where I get to enjoy playing the game and serving people in the narrow lane that I'm best at, okay? That's what Warplan Insiders is, which is the offer that's made at watchjoshpitch.com, okay? And this will literally be, uh, as of the recording of this video, there's like three weeks left in the free recession marketing training, okay? It's gonna go away and then it won't be there anymore. And so there's gonna be this influx of people that buy uh, Warplan Insiders and then it will get low because the urgency and scarcity isn't hard enough. It's not strong enough. The pressure's not on. Then at the end, it will go up again because this is human behavior. This is what we do. Okay. And this business, because it's a six month program that I'm selling with the price point, I'll spare you all the details, but this will be a 1 million plus dollar business that fast. Okay. I'm going to show you how I did it. The other thing I want you to understand is that I'm a micro influencer. I don't even like calling myself an influencer. It's embarrassing. Okay. Cause I didn't start out originally to try to even be one. I was just trying to help people, but then I would help them for free. They wouldn't do anything. And that made me mad and didn't help them. Right. And I've shared that in other videos, but I only have a few thousand people that know who I am. I'm not Kim Kardashian. Well, I'm definitely not Kim Kardashian, <laughs> but, but I don't have some huge following. You don't need one. If you want to get in the information business, because everybody watching this has a very, very strong skill set somewhere, you just don't see it. You don't recognize the value in the problems you can solve. It might not have anything to do with helping people make money. It could be anything. I shared about the cookie funnel that my friends, <laughs> Preston, uh, Preston Anderson is my accountant, but his wife launched a cookie funnel teaching people how to make decorate cookies better and they did millions of dollars in sales. Uh, anyway, so you don't need a big audience. That's a false belief. I want to smash that for you because even if you're kind of broke right now, but you know you got a fire in your belly and you're meant for more and you're called for greatness and you can help people and do all this stuff, if there's something in you for certain people, even as I talk right now, you're like <sighs> leaning in. That's because you're supposed to know what I'm about to say and you can do it with tiny audiences, okay? Next thing is ethics. You're not allowed. I forbid you from trying to solve a problem that you have not already solved for yourself. Okay. You can't be a 600 pound obese person on a motorized cart and sell a weight loss program to people. You can't be someone that has no money or has never made money ever and try to sell people how to make money because it's wrong. It's unethical. That's... I know it's not going to actually change the actual unethical people from doing anything because they're going to do what they're going to do. Uh, but if you're not quite there yet, if you need to finish closing the loop on your own problem, then you know it will unlock the next level. I still want you to stay here. I still want you to learn this, but I want to tell you something. Don't be an idiot and try to do this prematurely. You don't have to have all the answers. You have to have specific step-by-step -step answers to solve the problem you're trying to solve. I hope that makes sense. I told you this would be abstract, okay? This is next level. And then the last point before I dive into the good stuff is the avatar. So like I said, I built businesses before 
where I did not like my customers. I didn't do it on purpose, but it happened. It's a common thing that happens actually. And in the back rooms and these high ticket masterminds and all these different people, these fancy people I meet that make all this money and a million dollars a week and a million dollars in a day. I spent six hours with a guy a few months ago that makes $2 million a day just in one of his businesses. He makes another 10 million just from eBooks on Amazon. That's a whole thing. The opportunity, is so big, you can't even comprehend it, but people don't believe it. They don't think it's actually real. Oh, it's real, okay? I'm living it, I've lived it, and the people around me, we're all doing it. But I haven't shared a lot of this with like smaller businesses because I know it breaks your brain. I am aware, which is why I don't do it. It's strategic in the past why I don't do it because it makes their head shut off and they leave and they're not gonna buy Send Gym. They're not gonna do the basic little simple thing because I'm going so far down the rabbit hole, it, their head explodes, okay? <laughs> But today, I'm going down the rabbit hole. Make sure that the problem you solve is for a person you care about and that you love. Make sure that if you're gonna start playing this game, and you can do it on a small level, right? Um, if you wanna make a few thousand dollars extra a month, easy peasy, when you understand the messaging and the nuance and the asymmetry, very simple things, you can literally do that with crazy simple problems that you solve. Uh, but make sure you're not just getting money, that you're serving someone that your heart burns to help. That's who you are to me. What's your version of that? Who is it? Because if you try to get money, you're going to miss it. You're going to miss it. Just trying to get money is low level. The money automatically happens on the back end. Okay, you ready? Okay, show me how. Show me how. Uh, I'm going to go through the transcription of the watchjoshpitch.com webinar that I did, which is about an hour and six minutes long. The whole thing's transcribed in my notes. In AI transcribed. I went to rev.com, rev.com. I paid, I don't know, 15 bucks or something. And it listened to my video and then kicked out the note. So a bunch, there's a bunch of typos. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter for the purposes of this at all. Um, but here's some of the things we're going to cover. Ready? We're going to talk about pre-framing, reframing, hooking to the end, energy, pacing, price anchoring, bonuses, urgency, scarcity, authority, risk reversal, social proof, stacking, Future pacing, that's a big one. Future pacing, trial closing, objections, and the benefit of the benefit. First of all, when you're selling anything, you want to understand what the benefit of the benefit is, okay? So the benefit of the benefit is the is, is your customers, you might think that your customer wants the benefit of whatever you're selling. So if you're selling a house wash, what you think they want is clean siding. No, they don't. Well, they do but that's not the core emotional driver of it. What they want is to make their dad proud because when they were a little kid, their dad called them filthy their whole life. And so they're, even though they're 63 years old right now, they're still trying to scratch the itch of proving their dad wrong, that they're a responsible and clean person. Oh my God, did your head explode with that? You see, the dark emotions drive more behavior than anything else. Shame and anger and rage, resentment, betrayal, revenge, all these things. Now, that's not good, okay, but it's like how it works. So you can be mad that 2 plus 2 equals 4, but it just does. So it's understanding it's really important. So when I say benefit of the benefit, as an example with the, the War Plan Insider's offer, what, what the six-month program is going to do for people is going to put pressure on them because there's a financial commitment and a time constraint. And they're gonna do a whole bunch of things that will definitely make them a bunch more money. Unless they just don't show up at all, they're gonna make a bunch of money. And what they think they want is money. But I know, and I wanna teach you right now, that that's not what they actually want. I can't just tell people that that's not exactly all they want. 
I have to massage it, right? Because when with sales, especially internet marketing, you have to sell people what they want. Then in the program, you give them what they need. Okay. And so like inside of Warplan Insiders, I'm going to unpack so much psychology and things that is going to change people's lives, but I can't actually sell that. I have to sell what they think they want on the front end, which is money. So this presentation is all about how to make more money, which they will do, but that's not even what they really want. Does that make sense? I'll give you one last example on benefit of the benefit. If, if you're selling hair to bald men, which I talked about in another recession marketing video, you're not selling hair. Okay. So if there's a 28 year old with male pattern baldness, he's not buying hair. He's buying the thing that hair will get him. He's not even actually buying the thing that hair will get him. He's buying the thing that's three layers deep, right? So you think you're selling hair. So you make your advertising and your messaging and your sales pitch all around hair, 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 the technical babble of all the things. And it doesn't work right. You will be broke. What he's really trying to buy is sex appeal or confidence, right? Or worthiness. We can go so deep. Anyway, so, okay, here we go. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull all this stuff up. I'm going to skim through the script that I used, which is why this video won't make tons of sense to you unless you've actually watched the video at watchjoshpitch.com. Don't be scared to watch a video. You don't have to buy anything. Just watch it and try to understand because if you come back after you actually watch it and actually pay attention, not just passively watch it, you're going to see things and go, oh my gosh, right? And you can apply this with a maid service. You can apply it with any business. It doesn't matter how little it is, how big it is, how experienced you are. There's things you're going to pull out of here that will literally change your life. Okay. Ready? Ready? And by the way, if you're already overwhelmed, get the heck out of here. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to keep qualifying that. I'm just going to talk fast, teach advanced things, and we'll go from there. Okay. Ready? I'm going to start skimming. There's typos on here. I try to make this screen bigger so you can read it. But here, here's the thing. Here's the first thing that happens. So Early in the video, I say, I'm going to make you what I think is the single greatest offer I've ever made in my career. That's what I say, which is true, but I make sure that I say it really early. Single greatest offer. Okay. Can you see that? What is that? That's creating anticipation. When you're selling, you have to create anticipation. Okay. It's also a pre-frame. Okay. A pre-frame, meaning I'm framing them, creating curiosity in them for a thing that's going to happen in the future. Okay. Then I set a hook really quick. Okay. This is like a minute into the video. Okay. Um, I say, I'm going to reveal at the end of this video, exactly what I did, the elements I placed to try uh, to persuade you to join me in this offer offer. So there's a very specific reason I said that at that time It's because I set my first hook quick. You got to set a hook. It doesn't matter if it's a 30 second ad or if it's a sales presentation. It doesn't matter if it's on the internet at all. It has to do with in-person sales too. This is, these are principle-based things, okay? So I set a hook where I said, so for example, I'm not gonna, oh man, if I do too many examples, this video will be three hours long, but I'll, I'll do one for this. If you show up to an in-person estimate, you still have to set a hook quick, okay? Hey, Mr. Jones, my name's Josh. How the heck are you? Hey, no, it's gonna be great. So the way our process works, I'm just gonna walk around your property. I'm gonna take a peek at a couple things. I'm gonna come back, present all the pricing that you want, answer all the nerdy questions you want. I'm here to serve you. I'm not gonna pressure you. That's not really what we do here. Uh, but I gotta be honest, I think you're gonna be super shocked when, when I share a couple of the things that I'm gonna observe that probably you've never thought about before. I just did that off the top of my head, okay? I just made it up. But I set a hook. I opened a loop. OK, 
Okay, so I did my normal, hi, I'm gonna walk around your house. Oh, but wait till you see this one thing. It's opening a loop, it's setting a hook, okay? That's what this is. You can do it all the time. I set hooks with my kids. It's the way that you get people to pay attention for more than five seconds, okay? You gotta open a loop, set the hook, okay? Then, if you notice in the webinar, I recorded the whole thing standing up, not sitting down. Right now, I'm teaching, I'm, I'm teaching you, okay? If you're bored, this isn't for you. If you're bored, you're not hungry enough. You don't wanna learn these things. So get out of here. But if you're hungry, just me teaching should stimulate you enough because you're ready, okay? But if you notice, when I recorded the webinar, my energy was high because I was standing up. I talked really fast. I talked loud. I had energy, okay? I stood up for over an hour with no script. I just have the template because I've done this hundreds of times. And I just ripped. And this whole webinar was done in one take. Just so you know, I only recorded it one time. It's only ever been, in fact, I built the entire slide deck, made the entire offer in one day, recorded everything, put it on the internet in one day. It's done 70, it did $70,000 in sales the first three days. Okay? Okay? Why am I telling you that? No one talks about this. It's weird. It's not weird though, because I think you're ready for it. Okay. Here, here, here's the next thing. Curiosity and proprietary language, okay? The next chunk of the webinar, I talk about the AI formula. Again, this won't make sense unless you watch it. I talk about the AI formula. AI formula is a real thing, but I took very careful care to make sure that I did not call it literally what it was. I proprietized it. Proprietizing just means I made it a unique thing no one's heard before so that it's my thing. The principles that all of us teach and sell exist in the world. You know, the book of Proverbs or Ecclesiastes says there's nothing new under the sun. You know, like you can say, you know, never give up. Like, did you invent that? But if you come up with a new way to present that truth, that principle, that's called proprietizing it, right? So instead of saying never give up, you might call it something else, a framework, a formula, a protocol, a system, a methodology, a blah, 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 or you use a sentence or a phrase or an alliteration to make it a thing. So how do you teach something that is true in a new way, there's reasons to do that, okay? There's, I'm gonna get into that in a minute. But the AI formula, the, the title of the presentation is how to produce more cash profits than any before, regardless of the economy, by using the AI formula. Now, the reason I said regardless of the economy is because the number one objection I already know that you're gonna have as a potential buyer is that. We wanna externalize all the reasons we can't be successful, okay? Because I know that in the very title of the whole presentation, it says how to get the thing you want regardless of the thing that scares you, okay? That's a framework for a headline, hint, hint, okay? You, another way you can do it is how to get what you want without doing insert thing they don't want, right? How to lose weight without changing your diet. How to, you know, get a woman even though you're broken, fat, and dumb, <laughs> right? So, so that might not appeal to you, but to the person it's designed for, it's a big deal because you have to get inside the head of the person you're trying to serve. And if you're in love with the person you're trying to serve, meaning you care about them, it's not that hard to do it. You know, multiple times throughout this presentation, I say, I know this because I am you. There's two reasons I do it. Number one, it's true. Number two, I have to say it to build trust. I'll, I'll explain that later. So anyway, so how to produce more cash profits than ever before, which is a thing I already know you want, or at least a person I wanna serve, I want them to want that, regardless of the economy. And they're like, hmm, what do you mean regardless of the, what do you mean I can get fit without changing my diet? Hmm, interesting, it creates curiosity. 
And then proprietary language is that by using the unique mechanism, that's another thing. I create a unique mechanism called the AI formula, the AI formula. That's my version of the stuff I'm going to teach, which is fire. Okay. You got to watch this. It's really good. A lot of thought goes into this. Okay. Then I set another hook again. We're like super quick into the video. I set another hook. I want you to stay to the end so you can enter to win $10,000 in free video production from my team at Warplan Studios. Now, here's the thing. That's real. Someone's going to win $10,000 in video production. You have to watch to the very end of the very, very last couple seconds. The screen will pop up and it's like, click here to enter. And you fill out a form and you're entered to win. And there's not that many people that are even entered as of right now because they don't watch the whole thing. Okay. If you watch that, like you will literally, you can come down here and we'll do that. But it's a hook, right? There's a reason to get to the end. And there's also not controls on the video, which is frustrating. I get it. But the reason they're not there is to, is to discourage people from skipping through stuff and waiting until the end. That's what the purpose of a hook to the end is for. Uh, and so you can win all this stuff. Okay, then I set hook number three. I have another reason for them to stay to the end because I give away a free training at the end of this video called Trade Show Secrets. Now, Trade Show Secrets isn't really directly one-to-one. -one. doesn't make sense perfectly for this. But the content inside of Trade Show Secrets is really valuable. It's a $500 course. I made it free so that I can hook you to the end so that you can get it for free. And there's no strings attached. Like people that don't buy are going in there. And I can see all the people that go in there and how much stuff they've watched. And that's not bad for me, right? It is a thing I'm going to sell. There's a whole reason I made that. But you can just have it. But there's a hook. It's a, it's a reason to pay attention. Okay? Let's keep going. Then I build trust. First thing I do to build trust is I talk about my wife. This is my wife, my high school sweetheart, Ashley, right? My name is Josh Latimer, so it's really quick, but I build trust because because I'm married to my high school sweetheart, that's a positive, trustworthy thing, okay? It doesn't mean all the skeptics are not skeptics anymore, but it's my first little, little pew, shooting the little dart over there, okay? Then I have to do the thing that always, always made me the most uncomfortable out of anything, but is critical, critical, non-negotiable, is you have to build massive amounts of authority. So here's how I do it. I have to basically say all the awesome stuff I've done, all the epic braggy things, which I don't want to do, but you have to do. There's a reason that doctor, fake doctors on TV commercials wear white lab coats when they sell the pharmaceutical. They're just actors. They're selling a drug. They wear the lab coat with the little ear. What is that called? I, don't, I forgot. Stethoscope. Like they wear that even though they're an actor and it says paid actor in the bottom so that so that they don't get sued. But that's establishing authority, right? It's a, it's a signal. Anyway, if I'm going to teach you how to make a bunch of money, you have to know that I've made way more money than you. And there's probably someone that will see this that's made more money than me, but almost no one that's going through any of this has made even close to the amount of money I have, which is why I'm in a position to teach you. If I don't tell you that that's true and prove it to you, you're not going to trust me. You're not going to buy my thing. If you're doing weight loss, you have to be more jacked than the people you're selling the weight loss to, right? Makes sense? Okay. So I, I do, this is my wife. I'm a nice guy, high school sweetheart. Then I say all this braggadocious stuff. We lived in two countries, built and exited a bunch of companies in a bunch of different industries. I said that on purpose because number one is true, but I got to make sure I say it because we gloss over it. Uh, anyway, and then it's like um, I do all that and then I pivot into what's called a reluctant hero. I do this a lot. It's one of my like core uh, ways that I sell is I try to frame it around, oh, shucks, guys, I'm just Josh. I'm, you know, I'm just a normal guy. And that's true on the one hand. The, the part I don't say, though, is how hungry and obsessed I am. Because I'm not going to stop in the middle of my pitch and be like, 
hey, you have to be totally obsessed like me to get the results I got. You have to do the things I did to get the results I got. But the reason I even did the things I did is because I'm so driven and hungry, right? A lot of people aren't. You can never create hunger in another person. So you just avoid it when you're doing a pitch. Instead, it's like, oh, shucks, guys, I'm just me, right? So I say things like this. I was a pizza delivery driver, which is true. Everything in this is true. Did you ever work in fast food? Did you have humble beginnings? Well, I did. I'm relating to the person. All of it's on purpose. 100% of it's on purpose. I'm sorry if that makes you sad, but hopefully you're excited if you're my avatar because you're like, oh my gosh, this is superpower because it is, okay? Then I go into more reluctant hero stuff, right? I had to file bankruptcy. I had a car repossessed. I had my basement flood because I couldn't pay the electric bill, right? We had people leave money in our mailbox, that was humiliating, true story, but I make sure it's in there because it frames me. After I say I did all these epic things, I've done all this, made all this money, I gotta pull it back down to self-deprecate myself. That's what reluctant hero means. Some people when they sell, they live in, in the self-deprecating part and no one buys because you're essentially asking people to buy because they feel sorry for you. You have to establish authority then balance it out with some self-deprecation. Very important. I hope this makes sense. If it doesn't, you're not ready for this, but that's okay. You should join the Warplane Insiders anyway. That's how you get ready for this. Okay, then I establish authority harder. I do a lot of this. I only just got started. So then I talk about how my cleaning business, you know, I was bankrupt and all this stuff. Then I did my squeegee business. Sorry, I got an itch. And we did $186,000. And it was totally automated. So I say that, right? I worked less than five hours a week, which is true for the last two years I had that company, but I make sure I say that. I talk about my software business, which has done way over 10 million. There's two different software products. I talk about my podcast. It's had over a million downloads, right? I, I, I quickly, I do it quick, but I overwhelm people with, I did all these things that you haven't done, but wow, hmm, I might still not like this guy, but either he's a liar or I need to pay attention which I, that's great. So this early into a presentation, they don't need to necessarily believe me yet. Um, everything I'm saying is true, but they don't know it's true. But I have to actually tell them what I've accomplished and why I have the right to speak in the topic I'm speaking of. So then I established authority the third, fourth, fifth, sixth time, the seventh time down here, right? We've done huge numbers, you know, launch, conquer, automate, grow, sell, all these things we've done. Then I even talk about e-commerce because we're going to do over a million with our very first e-commerce product. Uh, our first year, just goofing off with our kids with it, selling to people that don't know us. Pay attention to this. People that don't know us. Why did I say that sentence? Because I can promise you it wasn't said on accident. I said it because one of the objections people have is that, well, you can just do what you do because you're Josh. You know, you just know. I'm like, these people don't even know me and they were selling a million dollars to them doing this other thing that doesn't even have to do a service business, doesn't even have to do a software. I just did this other thing, right? Okay. Over a million dollars our first year. I'm establishing authority. Okay, then we scroll down and I get to the price anchor preframe. Okay, let me explain this for a second. So I talk about how I'm also a high ticket consultant. Okay, which is true. I feel weird saying this. I don't even advertise this, but at this point, people just come to me and pay me lots of money to talk about literally the stuff I'm telling you right now. I've Literally, what I'm teaching you right now, people pay $60,000 for me to learn. The problem is, is maybe you're not ready for it, so you can't see it. You can't see how big of a deal this is. But anyway, I have to say that to establish authority, but also to set a price anchor. Really important. So early in the presentation, I established the truth bomb 
that to talk to me once a week costs 60000 plus equity in your company in most cases. I don't think I say that in the video, but I probably should have, okay? And then I, I self-deprecate again. Why, why do they pay me so much? Well, I've earned my bachelor's degree in pain, my master's degree in suffering. I have a very broad spectrum of knowledge for my entire story, but I won't go into the weeds with that, okay? Then I go back into Reluctant Hero. Now, the reason I go back into Reluctant Hero right after saying that extreme thing that people pay me all this money to talk to me, to learn the stuff I know, I instantly go to a picture of me in a 1993 Chevy Cavalier with a ladder on the roof of it to kind of bring it back down to reality because people are so out of, they're like they're so disconnected from that result that I have to where they are, they kind of want to check out. So instead I yank it back down. Now I had to say, it, I had to put it out there to anchor it. It's in their head still. But I had to pull it back down. And this was a picture of me when I was totally broke. I had no money at all. I lived in a trailer park, right? And I explained that story. Then I give my first epiphany. Now an epiphany is just something that you say, hopefully in a clever way, that most people haven't heard before and it just feels good to hear it. So the first epiphany was, it doesn't matter how hard it is. It only matters if it's worth it. Now, if you follow me, I say that all the time. It's one of my favorite quotes. I have t-shirts with it on it, right? But there's a lot of people inside of here that don't follow me that closely. And then there's also the people that aren't in here that I'm going to use it. I'm going to send traffic to this webinar later, all kinds of other ways. And this is something most people haven't heard, right? So it's an epiphanizing quote. Okay, so I say that because it makes me sound really smart and it gives them dopamine tingly spidey senses as they hear it. Then I go back into more reluctant hero, right? Now, it doesn't matter. You got to keep going. So how did I, someone with a low GPA who barely skirted through high school, go from there to this? Now, if you're watching the video, I have a picture of like our castle house on 25 acres in northern Michigan where you can see Lake Michigan and we paid cash for this house and we have me on stage and winning two comic club awards. All this like social proof braggadocious stuff is on there. But the question I'm asking to be a reluctant hero is like, how did some idiot like me go from like the car with the ladder to like this huge thing? Which again, all of this is reality, but it feels uncomfortable to do it. It doesn't to me now because it's actually important to serve the buyer because if I don't set this up right, they won't actually invest in themselves and they don't have a chance to get the result. So anyway, I say that and that's strategic. Then what I do, okay, I talk about how we lived in Costa Rica for a couple years. We have five kids. We travel the world. We work with our kids. We homeschool our kids. We're always together as a family. All five of my kids are in the other room right now as I record this. Literally, I was holding my, my four-year-old Judah in my arms five minutes before I started this. This is our life. We have a great life. Now, I say that because this is what future pacing is. Let me teach you what future pacing is. Future pacing is when you help the person listening to you. Imagine a future that's better for them. You help them place themselves in a future scenario where they actually have what they want and they don't have what they don't want. And there's lots of ways to do it. It's an elastic concept, but that's what this is. I'm future pacing, but I'm also pre-framing, right? that I've won two comic club awards, right? And that I'm not super special, I'm not gifted. You gotta look at this. Um, and that I know things other people don't know, which is definitely true. But I say it all, right? So can you, can you see from the beginning how I'm like, I'm talking fast, I'm high energy, but I'm like, 
I'm going establishing authority and yanking it down like I, I don't know anything. I'm just me, right? But then I'm doing this. Then I say a quote that epiphanizing. And what I'm doing is I'm setting the stage. And there's a lot more. <laughs> i got to move faster. Setting the stage for blowing people's mind. That's the whole point of this, okay? So then I go to a curiosity hook and open loop. Let's read this sentence. So then I say a bunch of stuff. Then I say, you know, what's the one thing every single person wants but doesn't want to admit? That's called opening a loop. So let's say someone's losing interest. You want to open loops from time to time to keep them hooked. A loop is like a hook inside of the thing after they started. So a loop is like um, you're teaching and they're like, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't want to forget, but in, in three or four minutes, I'm going to show you the single greatest thing I've ever learned in my life that changed my life for the rest of my life. And I don't want to lose my train of thought with this, but literally I have goosebumps even thinking about what I'm going to share with you in three minutes. So anyway, back to this. So, so I opened a loop right there, right? Opening a loop is what pulls people through the presentation, okay? And it's rooted in curiosity. What's the one thing every person wants, doesn't want to admit? They don't know what I'm going to say. And that's intentional. That question is designed intentionally so they couldn't know what I'm going to say. What most people do wrong is they'll say, what most people want is more money. They'll just make a statement. I don't do statements like that. I'll do that on the back end, but on the front end to open the loop, I ask a question that's worded in a way where they can't know what I'm gonna say, okay? Then I speak to their desires and I future pace hard. Now there's a lot of things happening here, right? I tell this story about me working in workshops and working with all these people and people tell me, I wanna be debt free. I wanna build orphanages. I wanna have a second home. I wanna travel more. I wanna pay cash for my kid's college education. So what I'm doing is I'm painting a picture, future pacing the, the desires that they have uh, by saying all that stuff really fast, right? Then I give another epiphany, which is another quote. I'm a quote junkie. Quotes are really, really important for a lot of reasons, especially in sales. But so then I say Zig Ziglar said that money's not everything, but it's similar to air. If you don't have enough of it, it's kind of like the only thing you can think about. How good of a quote is that, by the way? But for someone that's never heard that before, their brain breaks. They're like, oh, oh my God, money is important. It is like air. So they walk around telling themselves, I don't really need money. Money's not everything. It's like, well, yeah, well, air's not everything either. Like the purpose of life isn't air, but like if you don't have it, like you die, right? Money's really, there's a lot of crossover there between money and air. So that epiphanizes them. And, and Josh Latimer becomes associated with the dopamine that happens in their head and it endears you to people. So you have to be intentional about saying epiphanizing things. We're gonna talk about word butter in a little bit. Oh my God, this is so cool. Then I talk about desires. You gotta give yourself permission to acknowledge the thing you actually want. Who doesn't want to give themselves permission to acknowledge the thing that they, everybody does? It's called a universal statement, a universal truth. But I make sure I say it because it's pushing their heart. It's pushing their desires. Then I do more future pacing. I'm leaning in hard into the future pacing. If you want to travel, you need money to do it. If you want a second home, you want to be debt free. If you want to be a philanthropist and give back to the world, you have to have money to do that. So let's call a spade a spade. Okay, that is helping them be like, man, if I had money, I could, I would be the good person that would do all the right things, which most of you would, okay? Y'all have weird false beliefs about money and it's making you broke. Anyway, breaking false belief. So here's where I break a false belief. So I do this multiple times throughout the presentation and the, the, the way that I do it is I list out false beliefs before I build the presentation, okay? You have to understand what they think 
is true before you pitch them. So that during your presentation, you can destroy the thing that's not true that they think is true and replace it with what is true, okay? And what people think is that money isn't everything and blah, blah, blah. And the, the reason they say it, there's a hundred reasons why, but here's the truth. I did the Zig Ziglar quote, which epiphanized them. Then I say, we say money's not everything, but then you work 10 hours a day trying to get more of it, okay? So like you have some cognitive dissonance happening where, well, money isn't everything and your whole week is spent trying to get money. You can't, those both can't be true at the same time. If you believe money's not important, stop trying to get it. And so what I'm doing is I'm forcing people to either get so stressed out that they bounce or to acknowledge that they there's a false belief and they need to be open to a new opinion, a new truth, okay? Then I give them another epiphany. Certificates of good deeds, that's an epiphany. I, I won't get into that. Then I establish authority. Okay. The reason I establish authority is by using a fancy word. I do this from time to time. I'll use a fancy word on purpose. If you do it all the time, no one will listen to you. Generally speaking, you want to speak like Donald Trump speaks, fifth grade reading level. Okay. But it's very useful to put in fancy words. Now I didn't like go invent a fancy word, right? So because I read a lot and I study, I talk at a high level. I have to downshift it as much as I can, but I still let fancy words pop out. Now, if you know what the word inert means, you know, you're not a genius, but I got to be honest, probably like 60, 70% of people don't know what that means, maybe more. And so I said it on purpose. I said it on purpose as an Easter egg, right? So I said, um, let me just read what I said there. It's like, you have to reframe your brain on the fact that you do want more money and that's okay. It doesn't mean you worship money. Money's a tool. Money is inert. Then I said, Google that if you don't know what it means. It's a nerdy word, right? It's not good or bad though. It's just what you do with it. Money's not good or bad. It's what you do with it. So I'm talking fast, but even me saying a fancy word is another way to establish a, a version of authority in people's heads. Then I open a loop. Why do some people have a lot of money and others don't? Huh? Well, the answer is not what you think. Why do some people have a lot of money, but other people don't? Now they're thinking, well, it's because of this. I'm like, oh, but the answer is not what you think. Then what I've done is open a loop because again, I want to keep reopening loops to pull them, to pull them through. It sucks you in, right? I, I can even see in my, my Wistia software with the webinar, I can see exactly who watches it, where they're located. I can see where they drop off and I can see holes in my presentation because if there's a cliff, then I've missed some of these things and I need to re-record it. Now with this particular presentation, even though it was the first time I did it, it's got an even curve all the way across the whole thing. So a lot of kids, people are listening to this when the kids are crying in the background and, and all that. And I get that that's normal, but there's, it pulls, it pulls people all the way through. Okay. Then I do another epiphany, right? The epiphany is that you, even if you're broke, you have tons more money than a lot of people. Um, if you watch the video, you'll see what I did with that, why I did it. But they're like, oh my God, that's true. I just feel bad for myself that, oh, I can't afford this. I'm who for me. Well, no, like you're a, you're freaking baller and you're crushing it compared to a whole bunch of other people. What about them? What's the difference between you and them? What's the difference between you where you are now and the people down there? Because you're comparing yourself to the people up here, but people are down there are comparing themselves to you. And there is a difference between you and the people down there. And there is a difference between the people uh, up there and you, right? And so that's, it's really a pre-frame too. But anyway, so then I do another epiphany. 
by and I use proprietized language. Proprietized language is just when you explain what you're explaining in a way they have never heard before. It's very important that you do this. Even the way you name your packages and the way you explain the components of your packages, you don't want to be so much with it that it's weird, but you can feel the difference, right? So if you just say, yeah, it costs this much, Miss Jones. Well, Miss Jones, we got three options. You know, I have the one that I think you should do, but I'm not even going to tell you until I've explained it because I want you to pick. Okay? I, want, I want you to pick. We have the, the luxury package, the economized package, or the essentials package, whatever. And then when you explain all the components of it, you're using like the PPP guarantee and the three-step protocol methodology, and you're doing all this stuff. So when I use the word asymmetry a lot in this presentation, number one, it's the perfect word to describe what I'm saying, but it's a weird advanced word that no one uses, which is why it makes it more epiphanizing, okay? Then I break external false beliefs. Let's see what this is. So... I, I say all this inspirational stuff and I say, regardless of the economy, regardless of how everything's going and regardless of what your bank account says, I know the future. I know it could be true for you and you might not see it. Whew, that's some fire there. Again, you got to watch, watch this training while you watch it. If you really want your head to explode. So what I'm doing there is I'm breaking their belief. I know that people are already trying to think of reasons why it's impossible for them to be successful that has nothing to do with them. Now that's incorrect, but it feels correct and God, do we desperately want it to be correct. So I have to address it. And they think the economy is the reason that they're broke. They think it's uh, all these external factors, right? Their bank account is just like, it's not their fault, right? And I'm breaking that. Then I get into the PPP, okay? PPP isn't personal property protection guarantee, which I talked about in another video. PPP is one of the frameworks I learned from Myron Golden years ago on how to teach better. And I'll tell you what it is. You want to know what it is? Here's what it is. When you're teaching a point, if you want to make a point, I think earlier I made, made the point that, uh, you know, never give up. It's like, everyone's heard that. It's like white noise. So if you say, come join my seminar and never give up. Not that that's automatically bad, but it's not that great because people think they already know like what you're going to say. So you can't call it that. So you got to proprietize what you call it. Something else, like my version of that is asymmetry. Instead of me saying you have to up-level your mindset, I said you have to be an asymmetrical thinker. Okay. Then you use PPP, which is picture, parable, principle. Picture, parable, principle. There's a few examples throughout this where I tell a parable. I paint a picture and I'm teaching an underlying principle. You don't just want to tell people your point. I don't just need to say, hey guys, I want to make a Warplan Insiders offer to you. And here's the deal. You need to have an up-leveled mindset. And so I want you to join Warplan Insiders and that's what you're going to get. If I do that, no one buys. Can't, isn't it obvious? That's lame, right? So instead, I tell stories. I create pictures. I use future pacing. I use quotes and epiphanizing language. I use proprietized phrases and acronyms and language. And I'm doing this dance, this choreography, okay? It's like a choir director. And it makes people feel all this stuff. But that whole show is still teaching a simple underlying principle. In, in this webinar was watchjoshpitch.com. Here's the simple truth, okay? I'll just tell you what it is. Number one, you cannot be successful unless you have a high, more successful than you are right now unless you upgrade your mindset. You already have an upgraded mindset compared to someone below you, okay? But if you want more, you have to do more of an upgraded mindset. That's number one, but I call that asymmetrical thinking. The second thing I teach in this webinar, the simple version that would not convert sales, is you have to have 
an upgraded skill set. You have to have more skills than you have now. Now, maybe you're doing well for yourself. That's great, but you're not going to make more money unless your skills are upgraded. I think we know this is like obviously true, right? But if I said that, it's boring. So instead, I call it the King Solomon wisdom effect or something. So so like I'm talking about asymmetrical thinking and King Solomon, and I talk about constraints, which I'll get to in a minute. That's me using picture parable principle to teach a principle in an in a epiphanizing way. Is your head exploding? If Look, there might be two people that really get what I'm throwing down right now and know how valuable this is. If you don't comment on this video and be like, I get it, I'm with you, This I recognize the value, I'm gonna be so sad. I'm gonna be so sad because th this is like the doorway to massive success for you if you can get it okay then uh, so i tell a story about dustin dustin if you watch the video this guy that started a competing business he struggled and he's my parable right the guy named dustin is my parable now when i also teach during these sales presentations i don't actually teach it just feels like i'm teaching you never will get to the end of this and and actually think i learned something what you did learn is you learned quotes you learned phrases, language, and stories that you hadn't heard before. So it makes you feel really good. But I don't teach you like exactly how. I don't teach you how to make the more money for a couple of reasons. Number one, I couldn't do that in an hour. It takes longer. Number two, to actually make more money, you have to do stuff too. But I'm not going to overly remind you of that because then you won't buy. Because you're not going to buy if it feels like work. So again, people buy what they want, not what they need. So the purpose of a sales presentation is to get people to feel like wanting to buy. As soon as they buy, there's other tactics we use to make sure that they love it and do it and get the result and all that stuff, but they're two totally different things, okay? Here I talk about desire. You have to know things that other people don't know. The reason I made a point of that in this video is because everyone wants to know things other people don't know. It's another universal statement. It's a universal truth. If I went live on Facebook right now and said, this video is dedicated to everybody who's ever felt misunderstood. To anybody who's felt alone when you needed people most, no one paid attention to you. You felt overlooked, underpaid, and overwhelmed, right? There's all these things that to the person hearing it, they're like, oh my gosh, he's in my soul right now. But everybody feels like that. They just don't know that everybody feels like. They think they're living on an island. They're not, right? So I spoke to their desire to know things other people don't know. Then I was reluctant hero again, okay? Because I'm kind of like mind-bombing them. And I talk about how the reason I know you is because I am you. I am you. And I know that you're going to crush it. Over here, this is belief brokering. Ashley, my wife and I, I, I started calling us this years ago that I, I think what we really are is we're belief brokers like like a drug dealer with a trench coat and like I open my my trench coat jacket and I have little baggies of powder but it's not drugs it's like belief <laughs> people come to us and they're like they're like itching and their hair's frazzled like a mom and she's like I just I just I just need enough to get through the weekend right and we give her some belief right if you can become a belief broker you'll make a lot of money people need so much hope and belief, right? Has to be real, has to be to the right avatar. You have to actually care or you won't stick with it anyway and you won't get the real result anyway and you might make two bucks, but you're a bad person. But if your heart's in it and you can be a belief broker and understand these tactics, oh my God, oh my gosh, it's crazy. Okay, let's go down. 
We're getting more dense. Here we go. I'm going to keep it, keep it going. I got to move faster. So I talk about desire again. I talk about how when you know extra stuff, things are easier for you. But I made, I started putting some conditions in. I do this several times. The reason I put conditions in is to make it sound more realistic. So I'm saying all this epic stuff and all of your dreams will come true. So I have to balance it with some truth, some logical justifications of conditions. Here's this example. It says, you know, if you know all this extra stuff, things are easier for you. You're going to have an unfair advantage. But then I say, if you have a deeper understanding, you have an unfair advantage, right? Then I say, if you can see things asymmetrically, then you have this other advantage. And this is a little seed where I start talking if, 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 if's a really important word. Then I preframe them again. And I talk about how the preframe, here's what that means. I, I say, you have to find a way to be able to get into the room where you can learn things. What I'm doing is I'm setting the table for them to buy my offer because they're going to be thinking subconsciously, I have to find a way to get in the room. If I want to be successful, I have to find a way to get in the room. And I say that a whole bunch of times throughout here or a version of that through here. That's a preframe. Then I do an epiphany with proprietized language, which is secret number two, King Solomon. Some people will hate it. Some people will love it. I'm good with that. It's okay to be polarizing. I'll explain that in a minute too. But I'm not going to say secret number two. You have to have better skill sets. Because that won't sell. It won't convert. It's not entertainment. You know, we're not just in the information business. We're in the edutainment business. We're in the education and entertainment business mixed together. When you're teaching and building a tribe, if you're going to do events, if you're going to do all this stuff, there's lots of people that have small versions of it and it's lame. But if you want to build a real culture and really just crush it, this is the stuff you need to know. Okay. Then I do more future pacing. Let's see, this whole chunk right here is future pacing by telling a parable. I'm telling a story about Solomon and painting a picture in your head of what if you were like Solomon? What if your life was like him? What if you knew so much stuff other people don't know that they would bring you truckloads of gold, right? They bring. He was so rich, right? Uh, people would literally bring him truckloads of gold. There's more in here, it was mind boggling stuff. and. You know, most people know or agree he was the richest man in the history of the world. So I'm telling a story, a parable, which is part of the PPP framework. I'm telling the parable, but I'm also future pacing. Then I do some more epiphanies, right? The biggest threat to learning is thinking that you already know. That's just a quote that was strategically inserted in there to be like, whoa, oh my gosh, never thought of that. And then another epiphany is the definition of wisdom, which is the accumulation, accumulation of truth. And let's keep going. Then I do more reluctant hero. So every once in a while, after I drop some really big truth bombs that might overwhelm people, I try to like either relate to them or, or make sure I align myself with them in the sense that I am them. I'm just like them. Or I'll tell a self-deprecating story. So reluctant heroes, it's not super broad, but I, hopefully you're getting the picture. So I talk about this, you know, maybe that's you, right? You're hoarding all this knowledge and you're addicted to learning, maybe that's you. And the, and the only reason I say that is because I am you. That's me being a reluctant hero. It's me like putting my armor on their shoulder. I'm not above you. I'm not below you. I'm next to you. We're, we're the same. I just happen to know some stuff you need to know. And then I say it again, just a few seconds later, I am you. Then I give an epiphany with another definition, uh, the application of truth. Actually, this other definition was the accumulation of truth is the definition of knowledge. Then I epiphanize them again. And I give credit to Myron because that's his definition. You always give credit to the people you learn from or else you're automatically low level. If you pay attention to what I do, I credit and name all the sources. I talk about everybody I learned all the stuff from all the time because that's high level. That's a side note. 
Anyway, you got to have a strong neck to do big things. That's an epiphany. Then I start pre-framing again. Okay, ready? Now I'm going to amp amplify it up. You got to break your comfort zone. That means you need to buy my thing, right? When you are considering buying my thing, it's going to be uncomfortable because it's always uncomfortable if you're buying a thing that freaks you out and you don't, you have questions and you're not hundred percent sure. And what if it's, what if it doesn't work for me? You have all these objections, which I'm going to smash, but you got to break your comfort zone. You have to do things that scare you. I'm hitting that in the mouth now because I already know they're going to feel like that. You have to make investments that scare you. You have to step outside the safe and secure harbor of your life. That's an epiphany and a preframe. And then the deeper the roots, the bigger the fruits. The deeper the roots are, the bigger the fruits are. That's an epiphanizing word butter statement. Okay. And there's another epiphany. I'm stacking it. I'm stacking it. People like that watch this and are into it, they can't not buy at the end of this because they're like, they know that I understand them so well that they can't, they're uncomfortable to not buy. So, so I talk about bamboo. I talk about all these fun facts about bamboo that it takes three years for anything to pop up above the dirt. You got to watch the video to have full context on this. But what I'm doing is doing a picture and a parable, but also epiphanizing them and paralleling it to entrepreneurship. And no one's ever thought of this or heard of it before. Like part of what I do when I'm in my learning mode is I'm looking for stories and examples and metaphors and analogies to connect and build a bridge. It's called bridge building. So I hear this thing about bamboo. I'm like, 100% it's going to my thing. It has to go in my thing because the parallels to entrepreneurship and bamboo are so epic. So I put it in there. Most people don't do the work for that. They just say, hey guys, I'm doing a new program. It's going to be really great. First of all, is it, is it going to be really great? Cause you didn't even put enough thought into marketing your own program. How much thought did you put into the actual program? Okay. I'm just saying. Anyway, then we have more pre-framing. I still talk about bamboo. You have to have an upgraded skill set, right? Then I recap because I've covered so much stuff from time to time. You want to kind of re-summarize the things you want them to remember. Okay. And the thing I want them to remember is asymmetrical thinking that you have to have wisdom and that secret number three is constraints, which is another epiphany because if I told you to be successful, what you got to do is put brakes on. That sounds weird, right? It's a counterintuitive answer. So if you, if you went and asked people on the street, how do you be successful? Well, you got to work hard. You never give up. They say all the things that people say. And it's not that that's not true. But how do you say something that's true in a really unique counterintuitive way? That's how you get people to lean in. That's what I'm always doing. That's why secret number three is constraints. People don't like constraints. And then I give an example, another picture, parable, and epiphany. Can you imagine the chaos if there was no lines painted on a basketball court? Imagine you shoot the basket, but you don't know if it's a two-pointer or a three-pointer. You have no idea. You don't know if the person's out of bounds. That's what entrepreneurship is like because each entrepreneur gets to paint the lines for their own game, but that's a problem. It's part of the reason it's a blessing to be an entrepreneur, you know, that we get to paint our own lines. But it's also the very reason that we're handcuffed and crippled and broke. And this is a typo. And stuck and struggling, blah, 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 blah. So I'm epiphanizing people with this epic parable and picture. Then I, then I do a little mini authority by using the word abstract. It's not that fancy of a word, but I said it on purpose, right? Hey, maybe this is abstract to you. Meaning what I'm implying is like, maybe you don't understand that. And I apologize if I'm talking too fast. What I'm saying is that I'm saying without saying that I'm really smart. 
So I'm going to, I'm going to come back down to your level and I'm creating a contrast between where I am and where you are. Hey, I'm just teaching you the dark arts of how this all works. Okay. Don't get mad at me. You should be thanking me and sending me big fat checks. Okay. You ready? Let's keep going. Then I go into polarization. Now people will drop off because of this. I start making fun of Joe Biden. I think Joe Biden's horrible. Okay. It doesn't matter though. No matter what you're selling, you have to be comfortable splitting the room. It's called splitting the room. You split the room. If you play middle of the road, you're not endearing yourself to anybody. You're, you're, you're ignorable white noise. So it's always a good idea to inject some sort of polarization into whatever it is that you're doing. It doesn't have to be political. It could be anything, but you got to stand for something. And there's a couple of reasons why. Number one, I don't hardcore go political and start talking about how Donald Trump's amazing and Joe Biden's terrible, but I make fun of them enough. I throw a dig at them to where liberal people that are watching it, a portion of them, very small, will be like, oh, this is ridiculous. They leave. I'm actually thankful they leave because I don't want to work with people that are that psycho about their political thing. I have tons of liberal customers and friends, but not the, I don't want the weird fringy ones, right? So it gives me an out to push them away. But at the same time, on the other side of the spectrum, the people that I'm most similar to that are more conservative thinkers, they're endeared to me more because I kind of gave them an Easter egg. I'm like, hey, yeah, Joe Biden sucks, right? <laughs> so it doesn't hurt me to most reasonable people, but it splits the room. It's shocking. They don't expect it, which makes them lean in. Plus the people that do agree with me, which will probably be the, my favorite people to work with, they like me more. Ever thought about that? Little businesses don't use polarization even close to enough. They're so scared to market. Then I do reluctant hero again. I talk about how I needed the constraint because here's the truth. I wouldn't have done it. I'm telling a weight loss story. You got to watch the video. It's a really great weight loss story. It's totally true. I was extra squishy. And this is reluctant hero because I'm self-deprecating myself. I'm saying like, I didn't have the discipline to get in shape. I had to do this extreme thing. I had to have constraints on me because I'm just like you. I am you, right? Then I use authority, but it's a different version. I talk about Russell Brunson again, who was one of my mentors for years. He personally mentored me. He taught me so much stuff. It's insane. I paid him a ton of money to learn that stuff. I'm so thankful for him. But just mentioning his name doesn't mean anything to a lot of people that don't know him. But the people that follow him that know that I can Vox Russell on my cell phone right now, I didn't say I can, but I can. A couple months ago, he Voxed me. That makes me have authority via proximity. You can use this in all kinds of ways, right? Maybe you and I had a conversation and you're like, yeah, I was talking to Josh Latimer and it was really interesting. He made this really point, important point and blah, blah, blah. You're not trying to flex and be cool. You do it real quick, real brief, but these little nuggets are, they, they do matter when you stack them up together. Okay. Then I preframe again about how I wired a stranger on the internet, Russell Brunson, a whole bunch of money. The reason I said it like that is 100% on purpose. I literally purposely said I wired a stranger on the internet, a whole bunch of money. The reason why did I say that? Because you're about to send a stranger on the internet, a whole bunch of money, right? It's not that much, but it might be to you, right? And so I'm setting the stage that like, oh, I had this breakthrough. I learned all this stuff because I did this scary thing. And then when it gets to where I drop the offer, you're like, all this is in your head, right? Are you seeing it? Can you see it? Okay. Then I preframe and go crazy psycho mode, okay? I start really rocking. I'm gonna do this really fast, fast as I can. Okay, um, 
I tell the story how 90 days after I sent that wire to Russell Brunson, after I sent a stranger on the internet money, 90 days after I did a quarter million dollars in above and beyond new revenue that would not have existed had I not sent him the money, which is true because he told me do this and this and this. I did it. We literally made a quarter million in 30 days from a thing. I won't get into what it is. Inside Warplane Insiders, I will though. I'm going to teach all that. It just takes too long. But what I'm doing is pre-framing saying, I did a scary thing, then I got this huge result really quickly, right? That's a solid, powerful preframe. Then I'm future pacing, helping them imagine what your life would be like if you had a quarter million dollars in extra money in a 30-day window. Would that be useful to you? Would that be helpful? Wow, that'd be really cool, right? It happened to me. I lived it more than once. Then I preframe again. Um, let me see, preframe. Had I not taken the risk and stepped out my comfort zone, it wouldn't happen, right? Preframe. Then I do an epiphany. Time is infinitely more powerful than money. So this is a little mini teaching I throw in there because it breaks people's brain. They're like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. Blah, blah, blah. I talk about how wealth has more to do with time frames than it does with dollar amounts. And you can make a million dollars in 30 years. It's not the same thing as making a million dollars in 30 days. And most people have never heard that ever before, right? And I know that stuff because I study incessantly and I run a lot of companies, but I make sure I epiphanize and throw it in there. Then I use an alliteration. I should have done more alliterations in here, but because I built the presentation so fast, I didn't have enough time to line out, line up all the ones I wanted to use and create new ones. But when I say things like, even if you're broke, busy, stressed, or skeptical, that's alliteration. So I said, even if you're broke, busy, stressed, or skeptical, it's a version of word butter. So word butter is just when, when it just flows like honey out of your mouth. You say a thing and people are like, whoa, what the heck was that? And it just gives them goosebumps, right? So broke, busy, they both start with a B, broke, busy stress skeptical they both start with an s it's a little hack you can start doing this in daily life it'll make people like you and trust you faster it's a whole crazy neuro-linguistic programming thing um but i do that i say this, in this example it says um it's about learning the systems the processes and protocols getting the tools and techniques. I should have said tools and techniques i didn't do that but the process and protocols is a mini alliteration then i talk about the desire I just want to have a seven hour thing right now and I can't. Well, the reason I said that, I said, oh, there's so much more I want to teach you. I want to teach you so much stuff. I have so much stuff to teach you. I can't right now. Oh, oh, it's so frustrating. I know they want to learn the more stuff, but I'm like, duh, I just can't. And they're like, oh, and it leaves them wanting more. Then I preframe again, right? And I talk about how you always find a way to make it happen at the last minute, meaning you might think something's hard, but if there's a gun to your head, you find a way. You always find a way. Find a way is actually an anchor phrase throughout this presentation used several times. Um, because when they're about to buy and they're like, I can't afford it. What I want echoing in their head is I got to find a way. I don't need more resources. I need to be more resourceful. And there's more stuff I do to, to lean into that. I give another epiphany because I teach Parkinson's law. It's kind of common. People know it. A lot of people don't know it, honestly. So if you know it and you're like, well, that's not an epiphany. Yes, it is. Okay. Because I know my audience. I know that 70 plus percent of them don't know what Parkinson's law is. So if I'm the one to teach it, doesn't mean I don't acknowledge freaking Parkinson's. Parkinson's. I acknowledge it, but I still get the credit for being the genius that brought it to him. Right. That's an epiphany. Then I establish authority by using the phrase, this is human behavioral psychology 101. Right. This is human behavioral psychology 101. I said that off the cuff because. It implies that I must know human behavioral psychology 709. Like I must know all the things. So I'm saying, guys, this is basic human behavioral psychology 101. 
I do that on purpose. I'm sorry if that freaks you out, but it's true. It's an effort to help you, believe it or not. Then I do another picture and parable. I talk about how if you want to lose 10 pounds in seven days, it's different than saying you want to lose 10 pounds without setting a date. I do all that. I tell a story. Then I pre-frame to another epiphany. Um, another epiphany. I use some word butter. Here's a word butter. I, I use the phrase mission, mandate, purpose, and destiny a lot. Number one, I love it. I say it to my kids all the time, but it's also word butter. Word butter is great. You should say it all the time. We say do hard things. I say you were created on purpose for a purpose and you have a mission, mandate, purpose, and destiny. You're not a cosmic accident. There's things that I say a lot that are thoughtful and then I make them just part of my vernacular because it epiphanizes people, okay? Then I pre-frame them from pre-frame them for more stuff. I'm sorry it's super late. I've had a long day. <sighs> I hope I hope that you're loving this. I love teaching it. But this is next level stuff for a bunch of cleaning companies. Okay. I pre-frame how Solomon didn't just talk about stuff. He did stuff. Meaning you're not just going to watch the free recession marketing stuff. Like you need to apply this stuff. You need to do it. And most people know they're not going to do it. So they have to join the Warplan Insiders because you're definitely going to do it if you do that, right? There's going to be accountability and groups and structure and we're going to walk through it together and you can ask me questions. So I'm, I'm setting the stage for Solomon's epic. We all agree Solomon's epic, but the reason he's epic isn't because he knows stuff. Because I know the person watching my presentation, they know stuff and they think they know stuff. They actually think they know more stuff than they do know, but they think it, right? So they think they're really smart and they know stuff. So I, I have to help them understand that knowing stuff doesn't do anything. They have to live it. They have to do stuff. They have to actually jump off the cliff and build the plane on the way down. They have to do a bold thing, take a risk, make an investment in themselves. Or nothing's going to change because it's true. Then I pivot to the offer, okay? Uh, truckloads of gold is a preframe. Sorry, just to go back to this. Truckloads of gold, gold is a preframe because... Maybe like after you learn this stuff and apply it and you're in this program, then you'll get truckloads of gold, right? That's what that is, a little Easter egg to put in your subconscious. Okay, anyway, so then I straight up say this. I say, if I had a program that could help you make more money, would you be interested? And then I say a bunch of stuff and how I handcrafted it for you. And believe it or not, for you, right? It's for you. There's some typos in this because AI transcribed this, but... That's me pivoting to the offer, right? And then I start off with people asking me what kind of side hustle should I start, okay? Then I start epiphanizing and pre-framing all over again, and I start to get ready to do the stack. I talk about a big lie. The big lie is you need multiple streams of income, which you don't. Rich people have multiple streams of income because they're rich, but they didn't get rich because of the multiple streams of income. People's heads explode. They're like, oh my gosh. So I'm epiphanizing and pre-framing stuff. And, and all these, all these things, I do some more word butter, which is it can change your life for the rest of your life. And I also establish a whole bunch more authority before I get into my pitch. So I say things like, look, I'm running seven companies. I have Warplan Technologies, which is a software development company that does app development. I have Warplan Photography for Entrepreneurs. We're not even going to get into that, but it's super interesting. I bought a new Corvette this year. The license plate says Warplan because it does it's, that's my license plate and and then i say you know we have war plan insiders we have the family war plan the kid war plan we have all this stuff right and it's going to change your life for the rest of your life so i'm establishing authority by being like boom 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 then i do a quote can you feel how that feels a certain way and uh and then i explain what it is i overcome some objections so the first big objection is like i don't want to do war plan insiders because that sounds like a lot of work and i don't have enough time i already know that's one of the top two or three things so i hit it right away right it sounds like a lot 
man, it sounds like a lot of work, Josh. But here's the truth. This program has reduced everything down to about one day a week for six months. So I'm overcoming their objection that I already know they have before they even thought it. Then I future pace, hardcore. I future pace, you're gonna make more money while you're sleeping on autopilot, increase your average ticket. It's gonna increase your close rate. It's gonna do all these magical things. And I've, I've already worked with over a thousand people directly just like you. This is not my first rodeo. So I established authority and future pace at the same time, really fast, really fast, high energy. Then I talk about their desires, right? You're going to make a bunch of money, make a bunch of money with a time constraint of six months. We're going to work as a group. Then I future pace. It's going to be super fun. It's going to be amazing. You're going to have an upgraded mindset. You're going to be an asymmetrical thinker. You're going to have upgraded skill set. You're going to have all this stuff, right? Then I do some authority word butter, word butter, where I say, you know, we're doing all this so you can get geometric exponential results. Now I said a fancy phrase. For the same reasons I previously said, fancy phrases like inert, right? And uh, ah, so good. So I talk about all the stuff you're gonna get. Then I start stacking the value. You're gonna get this, you're gonna get that. If you watch the video, this all makes more sense. You're gonna get this and I build the value and I establish the value and I explain it in detail. Then I use curiosity. There's so much stuff, I can't even say everything. Like we're gonna reposition your offers. We're gonna, we're gonna uh, help you with the asymmetry of your messaging and the timing. We're gonna plan out campaigns in advance. We're gonna build it. Like you're gonna build it and have it done for the whole year. We're gonna smash this into a six month time frame, and it's only gonna take one day a week of implementation. So that's like, it's, it's a lot of things. It's, it's playing into their desires. It's overcoming objection by saying it's only one day a week. And it's curiosity because they don't understand what I mean when I say inside Warplane Insiders. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fix the asymmetry of your messaging. I know what it is. I don't want them to know what it is. I want them to buy it so they can find out what it is because it's epic. Then we have desire, right? We're gonna do it together, uh, you and me. We're gonna make it happen, right? This is when I start using the word right a lot. Okay, that's a nugget. Then I do more authority. The way I establish authority this time is different. I don't talk about my accomplishments. I talk about my expertise as a coach. So this is how I set this up. Um, Let me back up. It says, you know, the number one answer a good consultant or coach should give you is it depends. If you say, you know, should I do this or that? What you're going to hear from me is, I don't know, it depends. And this is where I give a counterintuitive answer that they've never heard before that proves that I've done this a long time. What you're gonna hear from me is it depends. What's your risk profile? Tell me about your spouse. How much money do you have in the bank? What's your runway? Do you know this? Do you know that? Do you do this? Do you do that? Uh, What do you like? What's your risk tolerance, right? There's like a hundred questions I have to ask to give you competent feedback. And so I'm making the point that like inside Warplane Insiders, because I'll be able to talk to you directly, I can do that. But if you're just watching the webinar, I can't do that because you're not in the thing. You're not in the small group where we can do that. But it establishes my authority, which is real, but I have to make a point to do that. And then I talk about their desires. I've attached more conditions to it. Remember earlier, I attached conditions to it because what happens is some things start to sound too good to be true. So I have to make it sound realistic. I got to bring them back to reality. So I talk about how it's amazing. It's six months of implementation coaching, right? I'm so excited. But then I attach conditions. Hey, listen, there's some requirements on you. Like you have to show up for all the other people in the group too. Because one thing I've learned over all these years is that crowdsourcing accountability is the game, right? I'm not here to wait on you hand and foot. I said that very boldly in the presentation because number one, I mean it because I've learned that lesson. I'm not here to serve you and put grapes in your mouth. 
So I attach conditions because number one, I want to set clear expectations, but number two, it actually makes it convert higher because it actually sounds more realistic, right? You're giving me all this stuff and I'm going to get these magical results. Oh, oh, but I do have to do some work and stuff and show up. Okay. That makes sense. Right. I talk about the desire again. I talk about future pacing again. You know how Russell made me a quarter million dollars in 90 days. Then I use some scarcity about the first 20 people that sign up, right? Some people are freaking out about that whole thing. You know, when I launched this, I had to kind of guess. I didn't know how many people would come into recession marketing. I had no idea. So you want to use scarcity. So you want to have a part of your offer that is limited to the action takers that go first. Now, in my case with this right now, it actually has worked against me because what's happened is we sold a bunch and then people are are like hesitating to buy because they think they're not going to get the bonus, okay? I don't mind giving you the bonus. I'm happy to give you the bonus, okay? The big bonus of my offer, which we'll talk about, is the done-for-you FAQ videos, which is literally a $3,000 package that we sell that we just give you. Like, we give you these, we have an actor do these videos, we send them to you. You can read all about it later when you watch the presentation. Uh, just, like, send me an email and be like, I, I watched your deep dive psycho training on this and you said you'd give me the bonus. You can have the bonus. Just sign up, okay? But you want to use scarcity, okay? Then I do belief brokering plus a preframe. Here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. You don't need to be fixed. You need to be coached and you need to be mentored. That's pretty buttery. And what I'm doing there is being a belief broker again. I'm reassuring them like, you're okay. There's nothing wrong. You, there's no reason you can't have what I have. What's missing is you need mentorship and coaching. And I'm pre-framing them, right? Then part of the stack is, oh, don't forget, you get a $2,500 cash voucher for Platinum Day, which is a whole thing in the video, right? So I'm stacking value. Like you're going to get all this stuff. I mean, you get this, you get this, you get this. This is worth this much. This is worth this much. You got to do the same thing in your offers. The components of your offer, you need to individually justify how valuable they are one at a time so that when it feels like this huge number not a fake number if they don't believe it it's worthless it has to be real so anyway uh i use urgency i'm going to unpublish my popular podcast I'm going to pull it off the internet which is true and people that like my podcast don't like that it stresses them out so it makes them want to sign up for this so they can get it and then the bonus mega stack so i talk about the done for you faq videos which cost this much right now and uh and then I preframe them again that they have to trust their vision. You got to trust yourself. You don't have to overthink. You just got to buy. Sign up. Josh is going to take care of you. I'm not going to screw you over. I've been doing this a long time, right? I'm establishing authority. I'm building trust. I'm self-deprecating. I'm being the reluctant hero. I'm doing all these things. I'm, I'm a freaking choir director conducting an orchestra that's very complicated. The first time you try to do it, but when you've done it 200 times, it, it gets pretty smooth. Then I recap again because I don't want to lose people. Then I do what's called a nonverbal signal where I talk about how everyone that signs up for this is going to sign a non-disclosure agreement. The reason we have that is for two reasons. Number one is it's marketing gold. Because if you have to sign a non-disclosure agreement to come into a group, there must be some juicy stuff in the group, right? The other reason is because the way I'm structuring this particular group is people are going to be like literally sharing trade secrets and different results they're getting with stuff. And, and I want them legally bound to not go put that all over the internet and just keep it to themselves and help their business with it. And that's it. So it's a way to protect, but it, it's so good for marketing. I do some word butter, right? You have a mission, mandate, purpose, and destiny. I want to help you get to yours. I talk about their desires where I'm going to serve you. I'm going to help you. You're going to be able to talk to me, right? People want me to help them. 
Most people know that I can help them. What they're wondering is if they're going to get enough help from me to make this worth it. The answer is yes, but people don't believe it. They're skeptical. So I got to, I got to try to prove it and overcome that. Then I establish authority. Now, how do I establish authority here? I say, if you're making less than a couple million dollars a year, it's very rare that I'm not going to be able to help you that fast. That's what I say during the presentation. I, all that's on purpose. Okay. First of all, the number, a couple million, I work with people that have a lot bigger businesses than that, but I don't want to say too big of a number because I know my audience for recession marketing right now. And I know that on average, a couple million a year, most people like 90 plus percent of them I do less than that. So I'm basically telling them, I got you with my eyes closed to 90%. Now the other people, it doesn't hurt, hurt anything. Right. Uh, but that's what that is. Then we have objection response, right? You know, bad fathers don't sit around all day stressing out how they're a bad father. That objection is that people feel bad admitting that they want more money. And so what I'm saying is if you're even feel bad that you are scared that you would love money because you're stressed out about not wanting to want money, that automatically means you can't be the person that is the bad person that, <laughs> that loves money. I do that to overcome the objection, right? I'm not going to sign up for this thing just to get more money. Money's not everything. I do all this stuff. Okay, we're getting close to the end. We're getting close to the end. More authority, more objection response, epiphany, desire, future pacing. Then I do some price anchors. I think I did one up here. Maybe I skipped. But anyway, so I do a price anchor. I talk about how other people are going to pay $2,500 a piece for these this suite of courses, brand new courses that I'm releasing into the Warplane Insiders, which will be for sale for $2,500 a piece. There's a whole bunch of them, a whole bunch of juicy stuff. Uh, so that creates all this value. Then I talk about how people pay three grand to get these uh, videos, right? And you just get it included, and you can too on here. And then I talk about how you literally make uh, more money in the next five to 10 years. That's future pacing, right? So these videos that I include in the offer, they're literally little pieces of collateral that are gonna make you little bits of money for the next decade. That that thing by itself justifies the entire purchase of Warplan Insiders. Like literally, it actually does. I'm trying to persuade them to believe that it does, because it does. And that's what I'm trying to do there. And I'm doing that. Then I price anchor more, okay? Now we're getting into more hardcore sales. So I tell them the total value is $33,000. Then I logically justify why that could be true. I do it really briefly. I could have done a better job with this, but people know I'm not going to charge $33,000, but the, the job of a stack is to get people to believe in their heart. You know, even if I did pay 33, it would hurt but I know it would be infinitely worth it. And if they believe that, then when you drop it down to the actual price, it's a home run. That's the idea. So I say, you know, uh, what does it cost to start a franchise? What is it blah, 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 blah. And so I use those like logical defenses. Like even if you paid $33,000, like there's a lot dumber things to spend $33,000 on, right? You can go on a couple fancy vacations that will be, you know, a drunken blur and you're out $20,000, right? So, so I'm trying to help them rationalize how this really high price anchor number actually can make sense, right? College costs $250,000. You're not gonna learn 5% of the money-making skills you're gonna learn in Warplane Insiders. That'd be, I should have said that, right? And then I should have showed like the average cost of tuition at different universities and then the average income of the people that come out of the universities. The, you know, in hindsight, that would've been better. Then I do a risk reversal. I have the insane guarantee, the 10X ROI guarantee. 
I explain all that, how it works, how if you don't get at least 10 times more value than the program costs, then I'll work with you for free until you do, which is a whole thing. I will pursue you. I'll track you down. I'll hunt you down. I'll add so much value to your life. So I'm basically taking away every reason they don't have to buy because there is no more objections left, right? They have acknowledged that they want money. They've acknowledged that they need to not just know stuff, they have to apply stuff. They've acknowledged that you need constraints on your life to force yourself to do it, like with my weight loss. I've set the stage for this stuff, right? I've helped them not feel bad for admitting that they want more, that they don't need to be special Harvard MBA graduate to have more, that I'm just like them, that I barely made it through high school, which is true, all this stuff's true, but I've carefully choreographed this whole thing to get here. And then the offer you get this, the offer you get this, the offer you get this, the offer you get this. If Right? And so what I've done is at this point, people are scared of what the price is gonna be, which is what you want, okay? I said, and here's what it's co gonna cost. Here's the investment you gotta make in yourself. Are you ready? Is your butt puckering? Is your stomach like, oh God, how much is it? Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I want it. And then I dropped the price, which is forty nine ninety seven. And the idea, what you want to happen is you want them to be like, oh, thank God, right? Thank God. Now there's definitely people watching this that were like, oh, I wish it was 500 bucks. I wish it was a hundred bucks. The problem though, is when you don't anchor high enough, you don't explain the true value of all the stuff they get good enough. And so in their head, they're like, I don't know, maybe it's worth five. And then if your price is five, they're not buying. The goal of the presentation is to get them to believe it's worth way more than 5,000 so that when you reveal the price you're asking, the investment you're asking, you're like, that. that's doable, that makes sense to me. And, and then I have an objection response. I talk more about the desire. I talk about how, how we focus on implementing the money-making things and you'll make extra margin to pay that off. Because what I do is I talk about, if you got, a, if you got like Uncle Visa or Grandma MasterCard, then sign up, right? Like, don't be scared to invest in yourself, do the program, make extra money, and then pay off the thing, right? And I'm planting that seed in their head where they're like, oh, I don't want to use my credit card. It's like, why? Do you, why? Unless you're not going to show up and make more money. You're going to make money if you show up. So I'm trying to plant that seed in their head. Then I go back to Reluctant Hero because I've now been selling them hard, right? I talk about, you know, our trailer park days, how I'm going to give them my email address, um, in case something breaks on the sales page, which is a real thing that happens. It's happened like four times already. Um, different browsers, the credit card won't go through, different things, right? Um, but it's also me being like human and approachable and, and able to connect with you. Then I overcome another objection. Uh, then I do FAQs. FAQs to process. Okay, okay, this is a really important section as we get ready to land the plane here. So what I do here during this section and most of my presentations is I'll create some FAQs to talk through, but the real reason they exist is to give people time to digest the price, everything that I said, they're stressed out, they're like getting their credit card, they're trying to talk to their spouse, they're like, should we do this, should we not, I don't know what to do, I'm freaking out, I don't wanna lose the bonus, I don't, and all that's on purpose that they feel that way. They need to feel that way or they won't take the action and they won't get the result, okay? So I've done it on purpose, but I'm going to talk about some stuff that seems important and seems useful, but it's really kind of a time filler, to be honest. Now, there's some useful things, right? I talk about who it's who it's for, who it's not for. I talk about some stuff. I use honesty and trust. I do some things, right? But really what I'm doing is giving some space because I've been going 100 miles an hour this whole time. 
giving a little bit of space for them to think so they don't feel like in panic mode. Where I'm like, okay, bye, sign up, or it's all gone forever. I give them space. Then uh, I go into trial closes. A trial close is when I'm trying to close a business, but I'm doing it in a soft way. And I, it's really simple. My The way I do trial closes is if the only thing this offer did was blank, would it be worth it? If the only thing our luxury premium house wash offer did for you, Mr. Jones, was blank, give you the peace of mind of knowing you're not going to get ripped off by an unscrupulous, you know, slimeball contractor who's going to fall off your roof and then sue you. If the only thing our company gave you was really that peace of mind, wouldn't that by itself be worth it? Right? So I'm saying if the only thing this offer did for, for you is help you go faster, would it be worth it? Then I talk about a bunch of stuff. Is that valuable to you? And then I keep saying, right, 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 right. All through here, I'm like, right, right. That's neuro-linguistic programming. I'm like, I'm right. <laughs> Right? You agree? You agree? If you agree, you can't not buy. Right? Right? Am I right? Are you getting this? Are you guys getting this? Like, you guys are getting this, right? If I say, you're getting this, right? I'm not just saying, are you guys getting this? I'm saying, you're getting this program. You're getting Warplane Insiders, and I'm planting these seeds. Whew! Okay. I don't know if anybody's still watching right now. If you are, let me think of a thing to say. If you made it this far into this training, I want you to say, I want you to say, purple rhino hashtag purple rhino and i'll know that you are a special special little snowflake you because you're a nerd like me okay then i do another trial close if the only thing it did was this is it worth it and i do another quick parable and overcome another objection that's on my list of things a little more parables a little more authority desire then at the very end i I offer some scholarships for people that absolutely and unequivocally literally need this, want it, and they, they literally can't get it. And I tell them how they can apply for a scholarship because I'm going to give away scholarships because I'm a nice person. And I want people in there that need it. The problem is, though, is people that just want to be cheap. And so I'm going to vet and have conversations with these people. There better be no literal way that you can buy it. It has to be impossible for you to even ask me. Don't even embarrass yourself to ask me. But... You should never be ashamed if you need help and you do want to ask and you just can't do it. Maybe you could pay a little bit less. We can make a secret deal to help you and you'll not be treated as a second-rate citizen inside the group because no one will know. No one will know. I always wish back in the days people did that for me and no one ever did. So I, I do this. I always put in some crowd plant sneaky people or I help them and bless them. And I put that on there. It's not really a webinar strategy or sales strategy. It was just me being nice. Uh, and then the last piece I do is called a takeaway. Okay, And I remind everybody watching that whether you buy this or not, it literally changes nothing in my life. And I don't do it to be arrogant, but I do it to remind people, I don't need you to buy this. I've worked my butt off. I've talked high energy for an hour. I've given my heart and soul. I've created something that is hand designed to help you go faster and get this big result. You got to pay a little bit to get a whole bunch. If you don't buy it, this isn't about me. It's about you. It's about you. And if you don't buy it, that's okay. Like we're still totally friends. I don't buy everybody's everything, right? But it's definitely not because I need it. I have a lot of other income and businesses and things happening. And that's the truth. But it's important to put it in there psychologically because it can sound like I'm really trying to convince you and that can work against you. So guys, my head's about ready to explode. This is a long video. I love, appreciate all of you. I hope you watch this when you have lots of time to think deeply multiple times. I hope you watch watchjoshpitch.com and watch it. 
because the things that are in here will change everything about how you show up in the world when it comes to selling your stuff, the confidence, the strategy, the choreography, and how you do it. I'm done. I'm a broken record. I love you. Peace out. Go to watchjoshpitch.com and sign up so I can actually work with you directly. I want to know your story. I'll help you with your service company. I'll help you with your info business. If you're a good fit, it's going to be amazing for me. It's going to be like me in a candy store, but I don't want you to sit on the sidelines and miss out. So go do that. I'm going to bed. Take care. God bless.